Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with the executive editor of Newsbusters, your host, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome. Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. And and what's that thing about Festivus for the rest of us? I I, I can't keep up with these ersatz December celebrations. I wasn't enough of a Seinfeld person. Yeah, it the news cycle has slowed to a crawl. We have lots of stories from airports. Lots of fear about bomb cyclones. I know I had zero desire to be in an airport this year or any of the last couple of years. And I learned about 15 years ago, do not drive to Wisconsin in the wintertime unless you have plenty of vacation days to spare for the snow. And if you actually like white knuckle driving through blizzards, no thank you. Uh, President Biden gave a Christmas speech that was somewhat amusing. He was like, guys, guys, let's look at each other not as Democrats or Republicans, not as members of Team Red or Team Blue. Let's look at each other as fellow Americans, fellow human beings, worthy being treated with dignity and respect. Well, sorry, Mr. President, that's not the way the most of this year has gone. That's not the way your presidency is gone. You know, it it if you really wanted to be able to say that at Christmas, Biden really should have been a little bit more like George W. Bush. Certainly George W. Bush in his first two years was trying very hard to be as nice as possible to Senator Ted Kennedy and and so on. He certainly wasn't trying to pick any fights with the news media. Uh, you know, but Joe Biden here is running around screaming about MAGA. Uh, and uh, Jim Crow 2.0. So the idea that he's going to now get up here at Christmas time and say, hey, let's not be Team Red or Team Blue. I mean, it sounds nice. I'm sure there's voters who haven't paid much attention who think it sounds nice. It just doesn't seem to reflect reality. So it's that time of year where everything slows down and we uh, everybody... Uh, sort of huddles in their house, maybe watches some Christmas movies. One you may not have seen is called The Nativity Story. It, it came out about 15 years ago. And I remember back then, we here at the MRC were shown a preview so we could promote it like, hey, you might want to go see this. And it's it's a pleasant telling of the Christmas story, but obviously it hasn't really suck, sunk in to being some kind of classic. Right, I mean, now most people don't even remember that this movie was made. Keisha Castle Hughes, who played the teenage Virgin Mary in that movie, now you can see her as a regular on FBI Most Wanted, which we watch in my house. Anyway, uh, when the movie came out, here's the interesting part. Katie Couric, then the anchor of the CBS Evening News, talked to the movie makers um, and they were mainstream movie makers. This wasn't a, a Christian cinema film. Uh, she asked them, do you worry at all that non-believers may feel excluded and diminished at a time when we're divided about so much? Now, inclusion of the marginalized is one of their mantras in the liberal media. But you know what? Guess what else seeks inclusion of the marginalized? religions. Christianity certainly seeks to go out to the marginalized and preach a message. But it's they don't always like the message. That's the problem. 
So in America, we have freedom of religion, but our media acts like that means freedom from religion, at least from what they think is the dominant religion. Now, it's willing to praise religion when it lines up on the right side of politics. I, I was amazed a few weeks ago. I'm in my car listening to National Public Radio, and it was uh, just a few weeks ago on the feast day for Our Lady of Guadalupe, which is a big feast day about the Virgin Mary appearing to Mexican Catholics. And so WAMU, the NPR news station in D.C., had actually sent out a reporter locally to talk to the Mexicans celebrating. And you're like, well, isn't that nice? Well, this is why. Because it had a theme of immigration reform that they can deal with. This is much like how Nancy Pelosi can be described as a devout Catholic and then line up with Planned Parenthood and the the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and all that. If it lines up with the liberal media, then it's a religion we like. If religion or Christianity lines up against the liberal media, then all we hear is separate, separate, separate the church and state. Anybody trying to get your opinions across that we don't like, it's the handmaid's tale, it's whatever other theocratic nightmare that they can dream up. Now, then there's Christmas music. You know, Mrs. Graham and I were given an early Christmas gift this year. Our daughter, the music teacher, had her first public concert with her grade school kids, and we were able to drive down and, and witness it. It's kind of a full circle moment for us. You know, we remember our daughter being a grade schooler and singing, and now she's the one directing. Now, this is a winter concert. It's not a Christmas concert because that is the sensibility of public schools these days. I mean, and this isn't new. I mean, when our daughter was in grade school, that certainly was the plan here in Northern Virginia. It, you know, now this unwritten cultural rule, thou shall not do Jesus songs, I mean, didn't rule, ruin this concert that we came to see. The, the, the kids sang my favorite things from The Sound of Music. Some people do that at Christmas time. And it was touching when the kids sang the song Believe from the Polar Express. That was kind of the sentimental favorite uh, of the concert. Uh, and then they closed with a Hanukkah-themed song. Now, I have no idea if any of the kids at this school are Jewish, uh, but I don't mind that dash of cultural education. You know, let's teach the kids different comparative religions and traditions. But somehow... The same lesson does not extend to the dominant holiday or holy day. Um, you know, they're not going to spend time teaching people about Jesus in a public school or even Christian religious traditions. Uh, Christmas is mostly a secular holiday in America. Um, now, back in the 1980s, way back when, in my to stoplight Cowtown hometown in Wisconsin, we had a Christmas concert. We sang Handel's Hallelujah Chorus every year, and adults from the community were encouraged to come up and stand next to us on the risers and joined in, and we liked all that because, obviously, it gave our bass section more heft. We sang flagrantly Christian things, Right? King of kings and Lord of lords. You can do that. And the ACLU didn't break on break in because it's a two-stop light cow town. 
Maybe if you tried to do that stuff in Madison, somebody would get upset. We sang other Christian songs about Mary had a baby and he was the Prince of Peace. Now, I believe my boy Ben, back in his high school days, his music teacher would select a Christmas song, but they would sing it in German or Latin to sort of negotiate around uh, the ACLU vibe that you get at these public schools. Now, I love Christmas music, whether it's secular or religious. I have boxes of compact discs, too many to try to play over a month. In, in every genre, whether it's jazz, whether it's pop, whether it's bluegrass, I've got a pile of them. Now, most of those albums mix together secular songs and some religious classics on the menu. And then you have it on the radio. You know, usually some stations break into Christmas music. Well, here in D.C., Wash FM at 97.1 goes all Christmas, like in mid-November, like November 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there. That's too early, at least for me. Now, for many years, there was it seemed like they were playing six songs over and over again. And you just you got all this about the bells and the trees and the sleighs and the reindeer, and you got Jingle Bell Rock, and you got Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, uh, and some maybe some Feliz Navidad, Prospero on you a Felicidad, and it you know it it it, it they were it's. It's better this year because they're doing there's a there's a, a larger rotation of songs. But you know, yeah, usually what you want to do is you want to play your own Christmas music so it doesn't repeat like that. But you know, we have this whole canon of songs that aren't about Jesus. They're about Frosty, they're about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, they're about Santa Claus coming to town up on the housetop, you know. But often the public schools won't even tiptoe into Rudolph and Frosty. That's still somehow not inclusive. You know, Katie Kirk would say, are you going to diminish people by singing about reindeer? (laughs) Now, last year on Twitter, when the Christmas music came on too early, I do remember uh, Casey Maddox said this should never start before Thanksgiving. And then he noted that Catholics lecture, well, actually, Christmas begins on December 25. You know, we're thinking of Advent. That's different than Christmas. Then he joked that about the Catholics, Catholics are the Neil deGrasse Tyson of Christmas, which is, that's a weird analogy because, yeah, (laughs) Catholics and Neil deGrasse Tyson don't exactly go together, but uh, as a Catholic myself, I know we can be very serious about the Advent season and preparing for the birth of Christ. Some people that we go to church with refuse to get out the tree and decorate it until the actual date of Christmas is nigh. We are not in that camp. We're that, oh, Thanksgiving is over. Black Friday is decorating day. But we take Advent very seriously. We got the little Advent wreath with the purple candles and the pig candle, you know. Again, do you think that they teach that in schools, the Advent wreath? I'm pretty sure you won't hear anything about that. So, you know, Catholics celebrate the birth of Christ not just on Christmas Day, but throughout those 12 days of Christmas, ending on the Feast of the Epiphany in January, and then often one more week to the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. But, I mean, obviously to us, I think around Epiphany, after the first week of January is kind of when the lights come down off the house. Uh, But all of this is too much for the public schools. 
And they're so afraid of the ACLUs. And, you know, there are lobbies out there that want to make sure there's no religion in schools. The church haters just have to get in there. I mean, this year we've had this, again, the after-school Satan clubs popping up. But notice, they're just in the schools where there is an active after-school Christian club of some sort. This just makes you ponder, if Satan gets his way... Just by making sure religion doesn't enter the schoolhouse door. We have to keep religion miles away from any campus. That's good enough for them just to make sure that nobody's sharing a gospel in there, people. In 2020, I remember the Satanic Temple fought to buy billboards in Dallas and Houston and Miami during the holidays to promote what they called a religious abortion ritual to quote-unquote sanctify the abortion process. Now that is classic grade-A trolling. They had one billboard that showed a woman holding up a tiny adult Adolf Hitler with the words, what if abortion had been an option? (laughs) This sounds like exactly the way Satan would try to tempt people into abortion by saying, hey, This is the best kind of humanitarianism. We've aborted all the savages and fascists. But it's just also just egregiously satanic to somehow turn abortion upside down into a religious ritual. But, you know, our media, they always kind of enjoy people rebelling against the religious people and satirizing the religious people and mocking them. Maybe they're their relatives, grandma and grandpa your uptight uncle, that's going to be celebrated by the press. The Washington Post does this quite routinely. I remember, I was looking back at this, in 2016, the uh, Post theater critic Celia Wren was hailing a gay musical group called the Kinsey Six. That's not the number six. It's S-I-C-K-S, the Kinsey Six. And they would put on a show called Oy Vey in a Manger at the D.C. Jewish Community Center. They just enjoyed that, you know, Christianity got made fun of, Judaism got made fun of, and so, you know, you take traditional Christmas music and put a trolling spin on it, so you get, God bless ye femi lesbians, and lusty the snowman. And the post was celebrating, no sacred cow is too delicate for this foursome to rope into a rodeo of spoofery. Yes, Christianity and Judaism get made fun of because the drag queens, Rachel and Winnie, are Jewish and Trampolina and Trixie are Christians. Now, nobody expects Katie Kirk to pop up on this scene and say, do you worry that this kind of mockery is going to exclude people when we're divided so much? Does anybody feel diminished? No, that's different. As we know, the left wants to be intolerant of who they think is intolerant. It wants to exclude conservatives and Christians in the name of inclusion, and they want to squash our viewpoints in the name of diversity. All of their language just feels Orwellian, doesn't it? It is just crazy. So, you know, yes, we can all look at what President Biden's trying to say and say, if you're actually proposing 
that we should all respect each other and treat each other as humans, that would seem to include the conservative Christians, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be interesting? Wouldn't that be difficult? How can they be expected to do such a thing? And this is where it's like you go to public schools and it's like there are certain rituals that are very, very important when it comes to inclusion of the marginalized. So it's like, well, you can't pray, but you have to use mandatory pronouns of people's choice, right? So it's almost like the less religious it is, the more it's the opposite of religion, the more it's orthodoxy. That's just the way it feels, so, you know, maybe if Joe Biden was was getting this right and if he lived more every day like he was uh he had a Christmas message, it would make more sense. I it makes me think of an old Bing Crosby song or at least Bing Crosby sang it called The Secret of Christmas and the main part of the lyric was The secret of Christmas is not the things you do at Christmas time, but the Christmas things you do all year through. Now, Christians think that is our challenge, and that is to to try to take that spirit, the hope and the faith of the birth of the Christ child, and try to take that into the world and try to spread good news. And yes, sometimes the news people are going to turn the good news into, you know, stop trying to lecture us about what the good news is. None of us need that. And so then everybody gets intimidated from sharing the good news. Well, Christmas is a time where we share the good news that Christ is born and that Christ lives and that Christ died for us. And we can say all of that because it's America. And we can say Merry Christmas. I don't get upset when people say Happy Holidays, but I certainly do enjoy saying Merry Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you and to yours. And we'll be back next week. And uh, in the meantime, if you have time, you come to Newsbusters once, twice, 24 times a day. Merry Christmas.